Hello, this is Alfred, your host for the Early Line Show. We're going to be talking about the lines that just came out for the college football week nine um, uh, lines and the games that will be played next week. Uh, if you haven't already, check out our Campus to Canton main website. It's campusdecanton.com. We have everything you need for the college football season, especially around fantasy, but even recruiting, other information, uh, really just your one-stop shop for all college football information but as of right now we're going to do this little podcast and talk about these early lines that are coming out for week nine to start it off we've got utah at washington state and this line is opening up at utah minus eight and a half and the the angle here that i think the uh it's actually just got put at nine so it's it's going up as we watch it in real time here. So Washington State catching nine at home. I think this is interesting because both of these teams have pretty remarkable home and away splits in terms of points per play and how efficient both offense and the defenses are. They are very Jekyll and Hyde. Utah, excellent at home, a little bit more of a pushover away. Remember they did lose to a, what we now find out is a not very good Florida team in week one and in general have played less imposing defense on the road. Uh, this is also kind of a historical thing with Utah. They they do tend to play much better in Salt Lake City and uh, a little bit softer in general on the road. Meanwhile, you've got Washington State who's played excellent at home, especially on defense and also on the offensive side of the ball. I would be inclined. I think the general perception here is that Utah is a much better team. They just beat USC and then had a bye week this past week. So they are looking really good. Uh, and most people is, rem are, is remembering their big two-point conversion where they beat USC. But this could be, I would say it's a letdown spot, but you know, coming off a bye, probably not a letdown spot as much as, I just think this is a, this is a place that Washington State can at least cover. They've been much, much better at home. And so if this line is going to move towards Washington State or, uh, you know, giving them more points throughout the week, if it gets to 10, I would jump on it. At this point at nine, I might just wait and see what happens because I don't think it's imperative that you grab it right at kind of a, a middle of nowhere number like nine. Then you have um, a big, big game this week. Ohio State at Penn State. Ohio State is uh, laying 15 on the road here at Penn State, and it is not going to be a night game. I think that is a little bit more in favor of Ohio State. Uh, if it was at night at Penn State, maybe things could get crazy. If I had to guess or ever to lean right now, I would lean taking that 15 uh, or laying that 15 and, and backing Ohio State here. I really don't think Penn State is all that good. Um, you know, their defense was kind of exposed against Michigan. Ohio State's going to do a lot more in the same. And then, you know, you've got Clifford back there. We don't know what the injury update is with Aller and Clifford. What's going to happen at quarterback for Penn State? And I just think that um, Ohio State, I mean, they should be able to kind of mop the floor with them. Of course, we don't, you know, these, these rivalry games, uh, longstanding, you know, rivalry here. They can always be a little bit crazy, but if I had to say, I think the smart move here is just back Ohio State to do what they should do and kind of beat the pants off of off of Penn State here. I just I don't think Penn State is all that special of a team right now. 
Let's see. Moving down, we've got TCU laying seven at West Virginia. I mean, one of the feel-good stories of the entire year. TCU undefeated, still undefeated. And, um, you know, at this point, you got to say they potentially could make their case for a berth into the playoff if they keep this up, win the Big 12. And they may would need a couple of other things to happen. But, you know, TCU is having an absolute Cinderella story in Sonny Dykes' first year. They just took care of Kansas State. And now they go to Morgantown to face West Virginia. Now, I don't love... I don't love uh, laying points at West Virginia. West Virginia is kind of a weird place. They they just play really well there. Um, again, it's not at night. So I think, again, that, that might wipe, wipe away a little of the theoretical, like, crazy night game away. It's at noon. Um, that's a little less concerning, honestly, just in terms of, like, narrative and, and things like that, playing at West Virginia. But right now, I probably would not want to touch this. If anything, I think the public is going to put money on TCU. Just, you know, just ride that train. Uh, and West Virginia is generally not too impressive. Uh, just got kind of smoked by Texas Tech. Only putting up 10 points at Texas Tech in a windy game. Um, and so I think the perception here is very strongly in Texas Christian's favor. And that line might continue to grow but I probably wouldn't lay that with TCU. Their defense still has a lot of problems. I could see West Virginia keeping this thing close, uh, especially at home. It's going to be, you know, kind of the Super Bowl. I mean, they've got this TCU team coming in. This is going to be a huge game for West Virginia. All right, going down the line here. Old Dominion getting three points at Georgia State. Kind of on the surface, this is... I mean, almost fishy. I do not really get this line. Old Dominion, uh, you know, lost at home to Georgia Southern, but Georgia Southern is proving themselves to be quite a decent team, even in that first year under Clay Helton. Um, you know, I don't think they're really surprising anyone anymore with their wins. They're just going out and they're winning games and looking pretty good, Georgia Southern is. Uh, but this is about Old Dominion. I think that home loss... But also Georgia State just got smoked on the road, 17 uh, to 42 at App State. I don't trust this Georgia State offense very much. And I do trust Old Dominion's defense. I think it's pretty good. I mean, held a, a you know, a, a, a explosive offense to only 28 points. Um, I would definitely, at this point, uh, just off the cuff here, I would definitely take Old Dominion plus three. I would probably, you know, usually if I'm going to do that, I just play the money line to get that additional juice there. Uh, but we'll have to watch this one. I can't understand why Georgia, I don't think Georgia State should really be a favorite here, uh, but they are at home. And that could be the only reason. Otherwise, it could be a pick em. But I think just the matchup, Georgia State's defense Leaves a lot to be desired. Old Dominion's defense is pretty good. And at the end of the day, I don't really trust Darren Granger, trust Darren Granger, uh, the Georgia State QB. All right, then we've got Illinois and Nebraska. Illinois, another just surprise team this year. You know, they are looking excellent. Um, and going to Nebraska, and I've had a lot of fun fading Nebraska for most of this year. And everyone seems to continue to want to kind of back them. Um but Illinois is right in the thick of the uh, Big Ten. I think it's West, uh, you know, race for that side of the bracket to have the honor to go get like smoked by Michigan or Ohio State at this point. But uh, Illinois, you know, really playing well, looking good and uh, has to go in and play a, a, a Nebraska team that's kind of getting better, but also still not very impressive to me. Illinois defense 
basically number one in the nation, number one in EPA per play, uh, number one in EPA per pass allowed in the entire country, number one. They are a little worse away in terms of points uh, per play allowed, but even on that away number, which is worse than their home number, they're still top 10 in the country. Uh, they're just like truly un unflappable at home. So there may be a little more wiggle room there, but Nebraska's offense, you know, has some good numbers. But you watch Casey Thompson. I know Trey Palmer has been excellent for them. And they've got Anthony Grant back there running the ball. But in general, I just don't think it's a very dynamic offense. I think if they go up against a good quality defense like Illinois, it's, they're going to have a lot of trouble moving the ball. And then the cherry on top here in Nebraska, bottom third versus the run on defense in the entire country. Illinois should have their way. I think it's a little bit of a tricky line. Like people are going to be like, oh, I'll, I'll take five and a half in a slow run-based game. I'll take the points. If anything here, I'm laying the points and I'm trusting Illinois at this point. I think their their defense is incredible. They're, they're playing how they want to play. And then Chase Brown is legitimately a difference maker at running back. If they have DeVito, I think this you know Illinois team is, is actually pretty complete to be honest with you and uh when when they need to they can absolutely run the ball and so you know the question is will they win by you know basically a touchdown i would lean that way i would lean that way i just don't see nebraska putting hardly any points up maybe the nebraska on team total under if we get there those lines are not out yet okay keep going here Okay, I really like South Carolina. This initial line here, South Carolina laying five and a half at home against Missouri. And Missouri's defense is pretty good um, over the course of the season. But really on offense, they've been getting worse as the season has gone on. They are bottom five in points per play away. This game is at South Carolina. So Missouri really struggling on the road. Um, and that offense is just terrible especially on the road and then you've got south carolina who's an up-and-coming team this year you know they lost a couple head scratchers uh, i you know i thought this team could put it together and, and challenge the east actually and you know they lost a few weird ones in the middle of the season here or actually not in the middle in the early season they got they they lost to arkansas and they got predictably kind of smoked by georgia but they, they beat Kentucky pretty convincingly at Kentucky. Uh, of course, they did not have Will Levis, but still at Kentucky, uh, beat them pretty well. And then uh, Texas A&M beat Texas A&M, which obviously not very good. But what do these two teams have in common? Kentucky and Texas A&M, terrible offenses. Missouri, terrible offense. Uh, and um, at home... You know, South Carolina has been a little bit better and they're on the way up, I think, in kind of getting things, some things together. You know, I would I would actually lay the five and a half here with South Carolina. Just I think these teams might be headed in opposite directions. And if South Carolina was on the road, I'd be a lot more nervous. But at home here, I think they might rally and uh, and take care of business and cover that spread. We've got. Um, oh gosh. So this is an interesting one. Miami going to Virginia and laying three points. You've got Virginia catching three against Miami at home against Miami. I did, how do you back Miami at all after watching what they've been doing? I, I don't think you can, you know, I think if anything here, I'm um, probably would play the Virginia money line and just hope 
you know, they take care of business and win the game. I'm not sure I'm interested in, you know, watching them cover three or anything like that. But I would just take the money line and hope they beat. Miami has been atrocious away on offense. I mean, just absolutely terrible on offense when they are not at home. Their defense has played well away, but it's only been two games. And that was against Vatek and Texas A&M. Both teams, terrible offenses. Virginia, terrible offense. So, you know, I, I think Miami could stop Virginia. Um, but Miami, then you have the, here's the kicker. What are they doing at quarterback? I mean, is Tyler Van Dyke injured? Is he benched? Um, you know, Garcia came in. He looked like an absolute disaster this past week. Uh, multiple turnovers, sacks. I mean, just literally could not do much of anything this past week at Duke. Um, and so I just don't really know what to do with this Miami uh, team. So I would probably back um, I would back Virginia and just hope they win the game. Uh, and, you know, that defense can sack the quarterback. We saw Virginia sack Je Jeff Sims and Zach Gibson a ton when they came down to Georgia Tech. So that defense can get after it. And I think Jake Garcia showed last week against Duke that, like, he cannot function under pressure. Uh, three picks, multiple sacks. I think that could be a mess for Miami once again. And then let's see. We've got uh, Arkansas laying four at Auburn. What do you do with Auburn? I don't think they're good at all. They haven't really, I mean, this isn't even something where they've been good at home. You know, I guess they kind of, you know, gave, um, they kind of gave LSU a scare, but that's a huge rivalry and, and wild things happen there. But then they went on the road to Georgia, got smoked. They put up a fight against Mississippi and now they come home versus Arkansas. Arkansas coming off of their big win at BYU. I would lean Arkansas here to cover four, but I don't think I'm rushing to bet this game at all right now. And then we've got Oklahoma State, a dog at Kansas State, which is a little bit weird. I mean, at what point, I've faded Oklahoma State myself. At what point are we just saying like, they're good. They're good enough on offense. Uh, they're not very good on defense, but they're good enough on offense to outscore people. They just beat Texas straight up at Texas. And now they're going on the, or no, I'm, I'm sorry. They weren't at Texas. They were at home and they beat Texas, which nobody really wanted to give them a chance. They beat Texas in over, not overtime, regular, regular regulation, uh, took care of uh, business scoring. Uh, the last 17 points of the game, so their defense did enough to shut down that Texas offense at the end of the game there. Gundy is incredible as a dog too. Seven and one against the spread as an away dog in conference the last four years. Technically they're a dog here plus one. Um, I, and then you've got Kansas State who Adrian Martinez didn't play. Well, Howard played pretty well against TCU, but then I think he was banged up at the end of the game. What's going to happen there? That That's really a funky quarterback situation. If, if Kansas State you know, is playing Will Howard or, or even the third string guy at that point, you're going to see this go to Oklahoma state, you know, maybe even all the way to minus three and a half. So I'd be fine taking this right now, even if Kansas state had their quarterback that we, that we know uh, Adrian Martinez or even Will Howard. And then the off chance that their quarterback situation becomes murky, you're going to get a ton of value here. So I personally would have no problem jumping on Oklahoma state at this point. And then we have, 
Kentucky plus 13 going to Tennessee. You know, Tennessee can have a letdown here. Um, they they kind of had their letdown a little bit at UT Martin. You know, and they had a beautiful scheduling situation there where they beat ten- they beat Alabama. They got almost a bye week to UT Martin and then like, home again. So they've been home three weeks in a row. And now they get Kentucky coming in. Are they going to be sluggish? I kind of don't think so. I kind of think Tennessee is going to play to their potential here um, and should be able to cover 13. I mean, the offense is so explosive. I would lean Tennessee here, although even as we've been talking, it's come down a half point. So it was 13 and a half. Now it's only 13. So watch that. If it's going to keep going Kentucky's way, I would wait and then grab it under 13. I doubt it gets to 10, uh, but I would grab it if it gets down to under 13. Um, Personally, I, I would just back the much better team here in Tennessee. I think that's about it. Um, Old Miss is now uh, minus two and a half. And if I remember correctly, the look ahead here was Old Miss was a dog. And so now with the with Texas A&M losing to South Carolina, and even though Ole Miss lost as well, they are remaking this line, and Ole Miss is now two and a half point favorite going to Texas A&M. I would like to Ole Miss maybe as a dog. Now I might say I like Texas A&M, although the offense is so 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 bad. It's it's kind of difficult. Although it's at home and it's a night game, so you know they rally the troops, they do their midnight yell, all that stuff, and Texas A&M maybe comes out and pitches a, a really good game on defense and somehow scrapes a victory. Again, I wouldn't bet plus two and a half. I'd probably just bet them the money line uh, once it's available. So that's a, t- you know, that that's, what do you think of these teams? Is Ole Miss going to pick themselves up after a tough loss? The, you know, the West is still in hand. They can still win and do all the things they want to do. There's no reason for them to give up, but what will they do? How do you get a read on that team? Uh, I kind of think they're definitely better. I mean, I like them as a dog. I talked on the early lines um, article, or sorry, the look ahead article when they came out as a dog again. I was backing them against LSU and backing them uh, as a dog against Texas A&M. Now they're a favorite, but it is back-to-back weeks on the road. So there's a lot to consider here, I think, with this Ole Miss-Texas A&M game. I'm not touching it at the moment. I'm going to wait and see what happens. And then Pittsburgh-North Carolina did not change from the uh, look ahead. That's still Pittsburgh plus four. Which I, you know, I don't really love Slovis. He really disappointed me this past weekend against Louisville. But North Carolina's defense is very bad, and they can make anybody look like, uh, you know, Joe Namath or something like that. So um, I'd still lean the points there, but Pittsburgh is not a very inspiring quarterback situation. Although they can definitely run the ball, and maybe they control this game and just run it. 50 times against that bad North Carolina run defense. That could be something I envision happening. All right, that's your early line show. And stick with us. Head over to campus and we'll see you next week.